When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. I'm Taylor. And Taylor, I think we'd both be kidding ourselves if we tried to say that the big news of today, Thursday, is anything having to do with the Sabres when our very own Buffalo Bills are kicking off the NFL season against the reigning Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. The hype could not be higher for the Bills right now. National experts all across the country are picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Thankfully, Everybody was getting a little bit worried about it because I was like, damn, too many people are really starting to like be a little bit confident in the bull and the bills. But to our luck, a huge breaking news moment happened on Twitter today, which is Bill Simmons said that he was not a believer in the bills. So I think we're going to be okay. Super now. Bowl. Yeah, I, I think we're good now, but I'm pretty psyched. I, I know this is a Sabres podcast, but you and I obviously are both huge sports fans. If the Sabres are our favorite team, the Bills are probably our second favorite team. So the hype could not be greater right now. Huge expectations. And it feels like it's just these past few years of them getting better and better and the players developing has kind of led to this big culminating moment here of this season. Von Miller is a part of the team now. You made other additions to the defensive line that – Again, was a huge issue for them last year in the form of, in addition to Von Miller, Tim Settle, and you also have Jordan Phillips and, and Shaq Lawson. So you bring those guys back and, you know, you just signed Dawson Knox to a big deal and Josh is locked up. You have some exciting rookies and James Cook and, and Kamir Elam. It just feels like now is the time to go out there and just take the goddamn thing. So let me know how you're feeling right now. Are, are you are you buying into the hype? Are we actually going to do this damn thing? I think so. And I, I don't, you know, I don't really say that very lightly. Um, I know a lot of you that are listening may not know me very well, but Brandon can attest, I haven't always been super positive about the Bills, especially post-2011 collapse. Real, I don't want to get hurt again mode. So mm. I didn't really go into a Bills season thinking they should be good like real actually good until 2020. And I only thought they should be like a legit playoff team in 2020, like a, a better version of 2019. And then by halfway through that year, I was like, oh shit, we could win the Super Bowl." And then going into last season, I was like, damn, we really actually could do this. And last season was kind of weird, but ended in a really inspiring way, at least for the offense. So this is the first year 
I've I've had going into the season where it's like we should do this. We should win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth saying that, you know, you said we were Super Bowl favorites. When's the last time a team from Buffalo went into any season as a favorite to win the championship? Got to be, what, 2007 maybe for the Sabres? No. So I looked this up. They probably were the favorite at some point during the year. They were not the preseason favorite. They were, like, tied for third. Ottawa was the preseason favorite, mm. which makes sense and doesn't make sense at the same time. So this this is really rarefied air. I'm sure at some point in the 90s, the Bills might have been, but even then, I don't know. Maybe not going into 91 after they lost such a close Super Bowl in 90, they might have been. But this is not something that happens all the time. It's it's a, it's a pretty rare thing. And we've seen with other teams how fast uh, teams can get, or, or not even how fast teams can go from good to bad, especially if, if quarterback could probably be good for a while, but how – short windows can be for being a Super Bowl champion. Like you're not going to go to being four and 13 next year, but sometimes you only get one or two chances. So it's not just that the team has to make the most of it. You know, you have to make the most of it as a fan. So there's no point in being nervous or being neurotic about how many national media people are picking us to win the Super Bowl. You can't, what you do really doesn't have any effect on anything but yourself. So you should just enjoy yourself. You're not, you're not hurting the team by being overconfident. Like if you talk a whole bunch of shit and the Bills end up going 10 and seven and losing the wild card round, it's going to hurt anyway. Like if you don't talk shit and they do that, it's going to hurt. And you talking shit is no bearing on that. So we I mean, are you pro might be shit talking on this podcast. Yeah, really? Like, don't, don't worry too much about it. Just, you know, get excited. This is a time where it's really warranted. I mean, no. I don't know. Did you watch? Did you watch the playoffs last year? Right. They could have won the Super Bowl. To to see what Josh did in that game against Kansas City, he willed them there. And to know that, I mean, I mean, that's like a huge moment because again, it was it was the big rematch that everybody was looking forward to. And yeah, they lost. Thirteen seconds was horrible, but that's on the coaching staff. Like the players showed up, and most important of all, Josh showed up, and. To know that that's our guy, and in those clutch moments, he has shown that he can rise to the occasion and do things that nobody else, Patrick Mahomes included, on a football can do on a football field. That's something that absolutely should give us an overwhelming amount of confidence. And to further your point about the shit talking thing, like I know we're saying it, and it kind of sounds funny, but I, I keep going back to your kind of overarching point there, which is how often is this actually going to be a reality for us? Like, we don't know. This shit can change in the matter of an instant, whether it's Josh or anybody else for that. I mean, we saw it with Trey last year. Obviously, Trey was, is the best player on the defense, the most valuable, we could say, having that number one lockdown corner. He goes down, and that definitely hurt our chances there. But, you know, he'll I He'll be back I think, at least. What's that? He'll be back. That'll be huge. Yeah, and he'll be back this right. Time. Like at some point or another, it, it more likely than not, this team will be at full force. And statistically, whatever you want to use for your evaluation, we have every right to have this level of confidence. Beyond that, you and I having the, I, I know some of our, our listeners who may be a little bit older than us, you know, we, we have a different experience as they were able to live through the Super Bowl run and the, the Kelly, Thomas, Smith, read era we really haven't had that until now like we have not had the opportunity to root for a foot a good football team 
let alone one that is the Super Bowl favorite in our entire lives until right now, like until this very moment. Because even last year, people obviously were feeling pretty confident about the Bills and excited about Josh, but it was nowhere near the level of where we're at right now. And so after 20 years of just having to watch the likes of Kelly Holcomb and J.P. Lossman and all of these just bums at quarterback and then these incompetent coaches, Dick Duran, Jan Gailey, like the whole thing of these guys who we just ended up hating by the end. Not only now, after going through all of that losing, are we at a point where the team is actually good, but it's also an extremely, extremely likable team too. Like, we're not the villains yet. We're not the bad guys or anything like that yet because we haven't won. And quite frankly, that's the other thing too. I had, Somebody had uh, on Twitter uh, like last week, had uh, this had kind of come up a, a little bit. And to me, it's like about people like jumping on the bandwagon or whatever. And it's just such a, a preposterous thing that you would not want your favorite team to be likable. It just does not make any sense to me. And so for me, all of these people, you know, because let's be real here, the past few years, how many times have we heard all oh, the national media disrespect, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, that's gone now. And not only do we have respect from the national media, but football fans around the country are rooting for the Bills to do this finally and to get it done. So as a fan that has been through, a, specifically a Buffalo sports fan, all of us who have been through immeasurable heartache, unbelievable amounts of heartache because of these sports teams. The fact that we have this very incredible moment where nationally, the media loves us nationally fans around the league. If they don't want the bills to do it, they at least respect us. And we have a very likable roster on top of that. I mean, the vibes within the team feel really good right now. You just made this huge signing to go get Von Miller in the off season, which is seemingly the last piece of the puzzle to really put us over the top. It's like, let's beat our chests a little bit. Like this is a really cool time for Buffalo. And it's not something that has ever happened in our lifetimes, at least. So why not lean into it? And like you said, if things go haywire or shit hits the fan later, at least we'll be able to look back and say we had a good time while getting to that point. Obviously I don't mean that in any kind of a consolation prize, because at the end of the day, this year is unequivocally super bowl or bust like if they don't win it this year it is a it is a failure for sure but at least in the moment of being a fan and the day-to-day that we all get caught up in during the nfl season where obviously we're always looking forward to sunday or monday and then there's the drama that goes on during the week between oh like is, is somebody who's injured gonna be able to play or how is this guy like progressing as the year goes on who's making an impact who had a big game last week who's gonna have to step up this week all of that that make Sundays and Mondays these big events for us here in Buffalo now are just like the stakes are so much higher now. And to me, it's like, why not do everything in your power to maximize the fun that you could be having as a fan? And as we have said, what is more fun than being able to talk shit about your sports teams and being able to back it up? Yeah, absolutely. Towards other people's sports teams because your sports team is so good, I should say, and be able to back it up. Oh, yeah. And like what you mentioned there about the people talking about bandwagon fans, I think anyone who was a Sabres fan prior to 05, I think people like us, especially people that like went to games when we were like young and then the Sabres get huge because 
there was a while, not a while, it felt like forever when I was a kid, but it was a couple of years where, you know, bankruptcy happened and all that, or the Sabres kind of were sad. There's like not great attendance and they were missing, they were 12th in the East. And I thought, oh my God, I can't deal with this being 12th in the East. And then that's been about their average for the past decade. But yeah, so I, that happened. And all of a sudden they're really good. And I mean, all of a sudden, because the, the lockout happens and it's just like, overnight they're the most exciting team in the league and the best and then all, everyone our age becomes a sabers fan which is like that's how you get young people into hockey or any sport is the team being good and interesting and fun so the, the bills probably got young people in but yeah that also gets other people in too that wouldn't want to pay attention it gets people who didn't have a team who live somewhere else or maybe someone that lives in rochester that was on the fence it gets people into it and you don't have to care either way i mean it's good that your team's likable and that'll be a natural byproduct of it as more people will come in but what people like the person I know who you're talking about on Twitter that was like, they're not real fans or they don't know what it's like or whatever. So you don't really don't get points for sitting through. I, like, I don't think I get any extra fan points because I went to a 2018 really cold November game where Nathan Peterman started against the Bears who had the number one defense in football. It's an interesting story, but like you don't get points out of that. There's there's no rankings. That's all fake. Any anything to do with right. it's a theory and, or and, whatever. But all you get out of it is what you get out of it. That's personal. And if exactly. you don't think someone else is going to get it out of as much as you because you were better, you know, been around longer, that's just something you know. You don't have to bring it up, and you don't have to be like you're not a real fan or whatever. I don't, I don't want you around or and all that stuff's kind of weird. So. Right. It, it does, it's such a strange yeah. thing in like mindset because it's like not only are you actively trying to take away from another person's sports experience, but wasting your time on that takes away from your own as well. Like, why are you concerning yourself with that? And again, like, I just keep going back to like uh, tying it back into the Sabres. Like, you know, I mean, granted, like that first run before like 2005, 2006. You know, up to that point, like I was, what, 12 years old in, in 2005, 2006, 12, 13, around that time. So uh, thinking Ooh. back. Oh, to man, that, I'm just realizing it would have been right around your 13th birthday that they got eliminated. Yeah. It right? been, yep, yeah. Um, so, so thinking back to that, though, you know, in the time before then, I mean, I remember like I've, like the tail end of Hashik and everything, but like obviously oh three oh four you know you started to see the pieces a little bit come together like brie or um you know you had briere there you knew drew like it, it was like okay like whatever you know this could be good but then i just remember like when the sabers were that good when oh five oh six really kind of got into full swing and everybody was like holy shit and seeing people across the league like get excited about them and people who weren't fans of the sabers get excited about them that was the coolest that was so fun like i remember the espn like uh franchise index or whatever where they were they ranked the sabers as like the number one uh professional sports franchise and it was like my world was like i think that was the coolest thing ever like buffalo like what the sabers like are you kidding me and and we're in this very similar position with the bills right now and for the life of me i just can't imagine wanting to gatekeep something that is just going to bring us all so much joy like why can't other people get yeah. in that it doesn't it's, take it's a waste of your time it, it is a waste of time exactly like and all that matters at the end of the day like you said is your personal relationship and your personal experience with the team i know how much heartache that these teams have two that they, they have both like inflicted upon me and how just the 
the horrible memories and feelings of just the drought. And then of course this, these past 10 years with the Sabres, but even when there was success, like them losing in the playoffs and just like that pain inside of you, the, the pain last year and the year prior when they lose to the chiefs, like that burns and it stings and understanding that feeling of, of being a champion is something that we don't know or don't get, but I cannot for the life of me, be thinking in those moments with that overwhelming joy, should we ever be lucky enough to reach that, to think, oh, well, I got to make sure that only Bills fans are the ones who are happy about this. Like, no, it's all personal. And we should be able to all collectively lean into the heartache and say, you know what? Like for years, we were the laughing stock of the leagues. Now you want to get on board and be with us? Like, hell yeah, come see how awesome this is that's at least i mean that's how i approach like music and stuff like that too yeah no i i agree i i think it it's also worth noting with all the and it's it's worth noting about those memories that we all have people our age and everyone who's basically from the age of like 16 and older has some some memories of uh not so great Bills teams and weird moments. It's good to have that and like to hold on to that. I guess your attitude shouldn't be you weren't here. It should be like I was here. So, you know, it, it means a lot. It meant a lot when we clinched the division against Denver two years ago uh, that we, we just beat him down on a Saturday night, like right around Christmas. And it, it meant a lot that night to think back to all the times because I stupidly became a fan in 1999. So things got bad in a hurry. Think about how stupid it was that we were – starting Alex Van Pelt at the end of a season because Rob Johnson couldn't stay healthy for the fourth straight year and or something, you know, or, or, or even after that, how, how fast Bledsoe went downhill or the really stupid way we handled Lossman in 05 and benching him so quick to watch Kelly Holcomb, who was somehow an upgrade. And then after that, all the stupid losses that were my stupid scores, like 19 to 13 and the 07 season, which was kind of a nightmare and having people talk themselves into Trent Edwards. And then having me talk myself into Ryan Fitzpatrick and everyone get excited about Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's, it's good to, uh, some of that stuff is kind of funny in hindsight. I have to be honest. Like it was, it's, it's worth remembering, but I would trade all that obviously to be here. Yeah. Like this is way better. I was, I, I've been really waiting for this. I know last year is kind of a good example. It was a little bit of a weird season. 2020 was an awesome, like kick-ass season. It was not ex- expected at all. It's kind of akin to 0506, but COVID, I didn't see a lot of people. At that point, I'll, I'll I'll never forget the the feelings of 0607 era Sabers because of how all encompassing the Sabers felt and how, but it was like the 07 playoffs. I remember I was in eighth grade. I was doing a group project, and the girls' house where we were doing the group project at her, all her brothers and sisters, so like the five of them, and their parents were all wearing matching Briere slug jerseys. Oh. It was it was before a game against the Rangers? I want to say it might have been. No, think about it. Probably the Fenn again off game, but I don't remember. Wow. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, should we real quick get to our uh, our sponsors before we're talking about anything else? Let's do that. All right, folks. So I am driving to New York City this weekend, and it's a it's a long drive, about six hours. So you know what I'm going to be doing on my way? I'm going to be listening to a lot of podcasts. Will I be listening on my Raycon headphones? I'll never tell. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycon's give you eight hours of playtime and 32-hour battery life. 
They're priced just right, so you get a quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder that Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. And they have some tremendous features, such as three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. So if you're going to be traveling, if you're driving, don't wear them. But if you're riding in a car, train, plane, or any any other type of uh, vehicle, listen to Raycons for your podcast, your music, your news, whatever you're doing, the radio. So go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Again, shout out to our boy, Ray J. We love you. Yeah, that's why I'm going to New York to visit, actually. I knew I knew it. After your <laughs> the drama of last episode where you wouldn't return his calls and now you're going to see him in person. Yeah, we got over. We squashed it. I said, you can't be uh, our podcast intro music, but we can be, still be friends. Aww. And he said, that's good enough for me. I have enough money. <laughs> and honestly, your friendship is more valuable than money anyway. I said, thank you, Ray J. Wow. So can you talk football. to him, you call him Ray J? Yes. That's good. It's, it's respectful. That's correct. Ray J is short for Raymond James. Of course. He owns a stadium. Uh, owned in the worst city in America. Anyway, football fans, after this Thursday when the Bills win, the first Sunday of the NFL season will be here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. As an added bonus for week one, everyone can appreciate, everyone can experience, sorry, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Bet an NFL team to win, any team you want. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, Use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and responsible gambling resources. Damn right. Hey, speaking of the NFL season, I know we had talked about this before, but we should uh, have regular updates with some of our pals who are in our new Dynasty League we started. I think that'd be... That'd be fun. We can just specifically have them on to maybe talk about some sabers, but then also give some insight and updates. Uh, I don't know if we actually even really talked about it much on the pod, but Taylor and I are in a uh, a dynasty fantasy football league that we just started with some some friends who you uh, who you know from Twitter. Everybody, our, our pal Kevin NT Ryder, he is a part of the league. The dear New Jersey and Huckle Buckets, yes, and also uh, dear God YS Sports. Yep, them. Uh, we got. Also Former the guest Matt Brockenier. Matt Brockenier, yep, yep. We have some of my my band pals from both Slow Animal. Well, Matt from Canadas, but then a couple of uh, my pals from Slow Animals are also involved. So really, just uh, an A plus group of fellows and folks who love hockey. Also, so maybe we can have them on as like a running thing throughout the season. We'll we'll talk some Sabers and then give the update on the the suspense of our dynasty fantasy football league, which I'm sure all of maybe two people will care about. Well, I think this is an interesting thing to talk about because most people don't do dynasty. And this is our first time. Got to say, it's really weird and hard. 
mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it well because I, so I've done dynasty basketball for a while now and it's not, I wouldn't say it's easy. It's competitive. Uh, but it's, it's just like fantasy basketball. Plus you're aiming for the future. Makes sense in basketball. You're picking up young rookies, guys who got drafted high, stuff like that. In football, it's so weird. There's like 400 people on each of our teams. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of eight or nine guys on my team. Come on, really? Uh, probably less than eight or nine. But a few of them, I was just drafting rookies because it's like, ah, I mean, I'm never going to use the guy who would be my fifth receiver now, whatever. If that's like a 29-year-old, that's a useless guy to draft. Mm-hmm. Unless you're expecting a lot of receiver injuries this year in particular. So it's like it's a, after you get past your guys that are starting, you just really just might as well go after rookies. And true, I say uh, there's a lot of roster spots. There are intimidating how. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting. I've never but, I've done so many fantasy football leagues and I've never uh, really done anything like this. No, I feel that it's definitely very different. So last year I was in a, it was my first year in a dynasty. This is my second league now. And I'm only in the second year of that one. This obviously ours is, you know, the first of this one, but I actually had one of those moments last year and I ended up making it to the um, semifinals in my league because of the fact that I did not realize when drafting him that Elijah Mitchell was going to be one of the most effective running backs in the league last year. And he pretty much, was a huge factor in getting me to the semifinals because I had Christian McCaffrey on my team, who, as we all know, was out the majority of last year, but Elijah Mitchell last year had 11 played in 11 games and rushed for 963 yards and five touchdowns in 11 games, like absurd numbers that down the stretch, then when he became the starter, completely saved me because he was like a mid-round flyer that I took on a young rookie running back and I knew Kyle Shanahan rotates his running backs a bit there was going to be opportunity there and I knew nothing about him but it ended up working out all right so that is the the beauty of dynasty is that you just get to know these like weird obscure rookies who maybe will turn into nothing but then one and a handful end up turning into like legitimate players who help your team down the line yeah uh you better be I, ready people, for next year when we have the rookie draft. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll be more prepared for that, I think. People uh, are going to start calling those James Cook numbers soon. I love that. Yeah. Love that. All right. Well, Taylor, do you have any other thoughts you'd like to share before we sign off for the day? Uh, do, we, do we have any recommendations? I recommend that you have a lovely time in New York. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, I'm going to recommend two things. First of all, the Yankees are tied in the ninth right now, so I'm going to recommend that they win. Mm. Uh, we'll see if they listen to me. Going to the bottom of the ninth now. And then also, I watched the uh, Chucky series over the course of two days, wow. which season one – or sorry, I watched season one, I should say. It came out on Sci-Fi last fall, and then season two is coming now. So when I said I was going to become Chucky Pilt this fall, <laughs> I didn't lie. Oh, I actually also have other – I have two other, like, real recommendations. One – I recommend that those listening, if you do not already go check, if you didn't already go check out our Twitter, we're doing a a really cool giveaway, two of them. Technically we're doing one through the hockey podcast network and we're giving away a free pair of the Raycon headphones, but also just through us, we're doing a pretty sweet giveaway where we're going to be picking three winners on Monday. You have to follow us on Twitter and retweet the tweet. And the three prizes up for grabs are a signed Jim Kelly photo, a signed copy of Jim Kelly's book, Kelly Tough, and a signed goat head Matthew Barnaby stick. And so 
go check it out on Twitter at straight sabers. We already have 63 retweets. A bunch of folks are already getting involved. We've jumped up a bunch of followers as well. So make sure you're going and checking that out. Follow us on Twitter and retweet that for your chance to win any of those prizes. And then also my recommendation to follow up from last episode, because I said I was going to do a song from the other album that I'm covering this weekend. So to preface Friday night, Come out to Nietzsche's, my band Slow Animals. We're covering AM by Arctic Monkeys and Room on Fire by The Strokes in their entirety. Going to be a great time. Nine o'clock doors. Music will get started around 9.30 or so. $10 at the door. Going to be a really, really fun time. Expecting a pretty packed house there. So come check it out. Last episode, I had recommended a song off of AM by Arctic Monkeys. So today I will do one by uh, The Strokes off of Room on Fire. And I'm going to go with a deep cut, a song called Between Love and Hate, which I'm guessing many of you may not know if you aren't already a Strokes fan. So go check it out. Great song, great album. Hear them both live all the way through Friday night. And then also, if you're looking for some plans on Saturday, go check out the Music is Art Festival at Buffalo Riverworks. Great artists performing throughout the day artists are going to be displaying their work there as well going to be great vendors great food great drinks great times my band canadis my original band is playing at 10 45 p.m on the main stage so going to be a cool time hopefully we'll we'll see you out and i will again continue my offer that if you come to either of those things and say hey i heard you talking about that on the podcast i will buy you a drink so would very much appreciate seeing everyone out there and taylor have a lovely time in new york Thanks. You have a a lovely time in Buffalo this weekend. Thanks, pal. I appreciate that. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both of the presenters of this podcast on their respective websites. Whatever streaming platform you're currently using to listen to this episode, make sure you're checking out all of our fellow shows to keep up with all the great content that they are putting out on a daily basis. And make sure you're following them on social media. Speaking of social media, make sure you're following us, Straight Up Sabres, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us there. Check out that contest on Twitter specifically. And last but not least, make sure you're checking out both of the sponsors of this podcast first DraftKings head over to DraftKings and use that promo code THPN to take advantage of great deals as the new NFL season is getting kicked off this week and also make sure you are checking out Raycon headphones and picking up your pair of Raycon headphones to support our dear close friend and fellow Buffalo Sabres fan Ray J thank you all so much for tuning into this episode we'll be back with a brand new episode on Monday this has been Straight Up Sabres (laughs) 